When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Player Profiler Nation? I'm at a keyboard. Welcome to the latest episode huh. of Trade Gods. Very good. Very, <laughs> oh, just, very good. Jason. <laughs> very doing, good. Jason. And we're joined by a special guest, not Aaron Seslowski. If you've been rocking with me at all and you remember Aaron, uh, Alan's you know, parents there on the game plan. You know, I had the, the ultimate flub of all flubs calling him Aaron Soslowski. But no, we are joined by the great and powerful Alan Soslowski. What's going on, Alan? How you doing? Well, it's good to be with Jason and Michael Kiwum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and Jason's, uh, uh, what is that, a parakeet? What, what is that thing real? Like, what what's going on? Over here? Poke, poke it. Is <laughs> it alive? <laughs> kind of sadistic. Kind of sadistic shit are you into over there? <laughs> He's the cockatiel. Uh, his name is Pitt. Perfectly named. Perfectly named. Yeah. <laughs> what is his name? Pip. P-I-P. Oh, I thought you said it was Pitt, and then I finally knew why you loved Kyle Pitts all this time. No, I just love Kyle Pitts because I, uh, I'm I'm, a, I'm a sadist at heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> We got a we got a great show here with Alan on deck tonight. Uh, we're getting into the trade deadline season, so we got to bring out some heavy hitters to break down some trades. So we are going to spare no more time. So let's get right on to, into trade number one. All right, Alan. So we got three trades tonight, and then we're each going to go through our buys and our sells. Uh, trade number one here is a 14 team one QB PPR start 10. If you notice the name at the top, that is a trade that I did. When Jason and I do trades, we like to throw them in here for some criticism mm-hmm. because we can walk our listeners through the process as well as catch any smoke that we may or may not deserve. Uh, in this league, I received Sutton, Devin Singletary, Chuba Hubbard in a 2024 second. I traded away Tank Dell before. The big big week nine, oh. uh, Michael Wilson and a twenty twenty four six. I'll just clarify one thing: the the sixth is it's nonsensical. It's a keeper league, not a dynasty league, so we have to make mm. sure that the picks match the players. So it's it has to everything has to be balanced. But I will I'll, I'll step aside, Alan. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the trade, and if you have any questions for where my you know where my head was, where my team is, I can go ahead and give you some additional context too. Well, I, I have a bigger question before we even get into the trade. Do you guys, where are you at on trade deadlines as a as a thing? Like, should there be one in the Dynasty League? Should it just be like in the playoffs, only playoff teams could trade with each other? Just is like, give me like the 30-second elevator pitch from each of you. I'm just curious. Do you, do you need a whole pitch? I mean, I just don't think there should be trade deadlines in Dynasty Leagues. I know we have it in the NFL, but... The reason we have a commissioner, someone with that much power, is if it is truly a heinous trade, they can override it. Otherwise, let the players have some fun. This is for fun at the end of the day. Our Trade Gods Invitational has no trade deadline. We're here to make some trades. And on the show, we're here to break them down. I don't like trade deadlines. I don't have, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, 
what do you call them? I don't support them. I don't want them in my leagues. Uh, we did have to institute a soft trade deadline in my home mm-hmm. league. And how we did that was if you didn't own your first round pick and you were not in the playoffs, your trades would be completed, just not processed until after the playoffs because we play con- the consolation bracket for the number one pick. So we had a season where, uh, and it was me, I'll be honest, it was me. I was just dumping all of my bench players to the person whose pick I owned to help mm-hmm. push him into the in the bottom bracket. So that caused a stink, so we had to make a soft deadline. But I am against hard deadlines. Yeah, I, I fall a little bit um, different. I think there should be a a hard deadline, but it should be late. It should be one week before the playoffs start. So we start our playoffs in week 15. I would institute a trade deadline in week 14. And then you go to war with the guys you got. Now, if you want to have some sort of a trade deadline where people in the playoffs could trade with only people in the playoffs, I'm for that. Right. And people out of the playoffs can only trade with people out of the playoffs. I'm for that. It just invites something stinky. I understand and agree with what you're talking about in principle, but I think it just it just adds one more safety net for for no uh, for no funny business. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, we had no deadline. We had to institute something because I immediately, yeah. you know, blurred the lines of ethics in, in fantasy. But it, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, trade on the trade board. Yeah, think? trade on the board here. I mean, I I think uh, um, uh, I like the Tank Dell side. I mean, obviously, I didn't have the foresight that what will tank the tank Dell blow up game. I mean, I always yeah. liked him. I was trading for him in a couple of leagues here, Michael Wilson. I think we all agree that he's here to stay is, you know, depending on the oh, start 10, he's going to be a player that hopefully you'll be able to start every week within a year. Right. And then you said the picks themselves are just kind of inconsequential. Whereas I don't dislike the the, the players you got there, Maddie with uh Singletary Hubbard and Cortland Sutton, but it the, those strike me as, uh, players that are useful this year and then mm-hmm. next year we don't know Cortland Sutton would be the guy I have the most faith in but you know again it, uh, you're going to start him but you're never thrilled to do it and what if he goes to a new situation next year and ends up like a DJ Shark type where you know he's not fully integrated into the offense so I don't think this is unfair but you know and looking at this now <laughs> in week 10 I mean there's a clear side that you'd rather be on and Obviously, we know for dynasty trades that all can change in a week or two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Jason? What do you think here? Yeah, How bad was the trade for me? I think in hindsight, now that of course the blowout game happened, you've definitely lost this trade. Unfortunately, um, I it, it really sucks that that happened. I did want to say before going into this that I was honestly a bit heartbroken that you traded away Tank Dell. You're actually most of the reason I have so much Tank Dell in my fantasy. Football. I love Tank Dell. I got him all over. <laughs> I got I him know, everywhere. So like, He's my flag plant player. He was my flag plant rookie this year. During the- what, what was your goal in this trade here, Maddie? Like, what were you trying? Why did you trade away two uh, rookies that people like for these? You know, let's let's call so, them kind of you know middling veterans. Middling veterans is ex- the exact term to put it. So let me just paint the entire picture. I am in second place at what would it be seven and two, six and two, whatever the the numbers draw. Uh, I'm absolutely contender here. Um, the only starter out of all five players on the board for my team would be Chuba Hubbard. Uh, so uh, the way I looked at it here, Dell was coming off a couple of down weeks. Sutton and Dell for my team was the same role. It was a bi-week filler because each week I start Diggs, Lamb, Deontay Johnson, and Amari Cooper. Uh, so Sutton, Dell, the amount of games they'd make it into my lineup would probably be equal. 
uh, going forward, whereas my biggest glaring issue was running back two. Uh, I got Isaiah Pacheco, but I've been starting Antonio Gibson. I have been starting Miles Sanders, another reason why Hubbard had some a little bit of inflated value to my roster here. So the way I looked at it here, this was also before the Singletary bump. So what I was hoping for was that I could flip Singletary. This week turns out he had a stink week, so I can't. Um, so that didn't always play out. And the 2024 second to me was just another bullet. Now I have three 2024 seconds. I will be trying my best to consolidate a bunch of these assets into a running back. Uh, I'm currently targeting Derek Henry in this league. I don't know if it'll happen. But the reason the, it, this is exactly what it looks like on the surface. Uh, a little bit of surplus in in, in in terms of bench depth, uh, the youth bench depth, which obviously helps when you're talking about keeper leagues, dynasty leagues. Um, and of course, the big tank that week, had I waited a week to do this trade, it, you know, I might have been able to kind of take the next two steps that I'm trying to do on my team, make it one, because I think Dell can now put me on the table for a lot of these running backs that I'm coveting. But at the time, I looked at it like, okay, Wilson's never going to sniff my lineup. He's not going to be a keeper. Uh, and Dell is a keeper, fringe starter. Let me get another fringe starter and just keep get, taking the shotgun approach at running back. Yeah. Can I add one thing about Michael Wilson before we move on? Of course, you can have five. I think, I think the fact that you know it is a keeper helps a lot. I think in Dynasty, though, he's one of the better players to target uh, among really all of the Arizona Cardinals. It is always very difficult to bring in metrics, especially when a massive quarterback change is about to change. But Michael Wilson is number one in production premium and number two in target premium, which are some player profiler metrics that actually factor in really the averages and being high in those metrics generally means that a positive quarterback change will mean a, a bump in production. So I think that's really good, especially also being fourth in yards per target and ninth in target quality. His usage in this offense is special, and I do think that with Kyler Murray at the helm, it'll only get better. And something we see a lot on Player Profiler is we have all these metrics, right, and the workout metrics is one thing. And you look at Michael Wilson's and immediately you feel a little underwhelmed. I mean, nothing goes into the 80th percentile. But then if you think about it a bit more, I mean, everything is basically in the 60th, 70th percentile. I mean, he has a 79th percentile agility, 76th percentile burst, and he's 6'1", 216, like the only prototypical wide receiver on this team. And you think about those 70th percentile like workout metrics. Like this is compared to NFL world-class athletes. So to even be in the 50th percentile of something is remarkable. So Michael Wilson, while it looks like an underwhelming profile, I, I, I think there's a lot to like here and I'm definitely buying him where I can. Yeah, guys, I, I think the uh, the market likes Michael Wilson. Even I've seen him part of trades going on all over the place. He's only tradable yeah. now because mm -hmm. he's injured, right? I mean, nobody was right. really trading him when he was, you know, he had a couple nice week. So uh, it's, I know this is kind of spiraled into another conversation about Michael Wilson, but I just saw Javante Williams paired with Michael Wilson traded for Saquon Barkley in a dynasty league. You know, I, right. It's, it's an interesting, you know, he's, he's now become a piece that's getting trades done. So the yep. dynasty market, the keeper market does like him. I will say this too about Mike Wilson in this home league, especially the vibe is typically, I would say 65% of the likes of a redraft and then 35% yeah. of the dynasty. So guys like Michael Wilson typically go through the cracks. Like for instance, I got him for justice Hill. 
You know, right. so that so the fact that he had this much interest, and I mean, he did. This was a focal point of getting a deal done. Shows, I think, what you know, the more in depth dynasty leagues that you know the three of us are more familiar with mm-hmm. uh, would absolutely cover a guy like that. So, yeah. Uh, How many keepers was it, or is it ten keepers? Ten keepers, okay, twenty yeah. man roster. So you keep about half your roster. Yeah, yeah and yeah. fourteen teams, man. That also expands the right, that, exactly. that changes yes. the yes. threshold for startability, like. Definitely. Michael Wilson's going to be a starter if he's producing. If he just based on the track he got off to, guys. So yeah, he'll be a starter in this in our home league for mm-hmm. sure. Like next year, I might be looking back on this trade and really, really being disappointed. I mean, having to watch Mike, I think they'll just rip it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on to the next trade. Another Jamar Chase trade, Alan. You gotta know we always talk a lot of Jamar Chase trades. They just seem to find us here oh, on the beautiful. show. Uh, and our guy in the Discord here, uh, I'll pull up his, his his name here in a minute, but he sent this to me, and I was like, listen, brother, we got to be able to break this down on Trade Gods. He said, oh, dude, go right ahead. I have no problem at all. This is HTH Cards and Memorabilia in the Play Profile Discord. So it's a 12-team PPR Superflex Start 10. He is a 1-7 in seven roster. He is in a full rebuild. This is the context that he gave. And he got Jamar Chase in a 2024 first for Geno Smith, Jalen Waddell, Brees Hall, Jaden Reed in a 2025 first. I mean, fourth. This is a massive haul for Jamar Chase. And let me just fill you in real quick, Alan, before I get your your thoughts on this. Jason has a rule, a dynasty trade rule. We call it the all-wine trade rule. That is, if you you have Jamar Chase, the only thing he wants – is Jefferson plus. And if he has Jefferson, the only thing he wants is Jamar Chase plus because he thinks that the pinnacle asset that these wide receivers are, there's just not a whole lot that you can get to, to move the meal for him. And, you know, I, I agree with him on a lot of what he says here. But this is a massive, massive package, Alan. That's yeah. that's what's in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> yeah. So is this an Alan Sislowski size package? Yes. Enough. Is it enough? Yeah, I so I think Dynasty is basically out on running backs, right? Like we hate running backs. They're year-to-year mercenaries at this point, right? We don't think of them as long-term assets, except for like two guys, and Brees Hall happens to be one of them. Brees Hall happens to be one of them. Yeah, he happens to be one of them. Bijan, you know, he's playing at his floor right now. He would be another. I guess ETN is considered a multi-year Dynasty asset, right? But you get him down to the Saquon Barkley, those type of guys are year-to-year reason I even bring up this mindset, this philosophy is because I think that Brees Hall, when Jason says it has to be one of the other elite guys in that trade, I think if you want to pivot to a running back, if you're a team, like at some point you need running backs, right? You need good running backs that can help win you uh, the league. And we're seeing what Brees Hall is now doing. Now he looks like he's becoming healthy and he's under the worst conditions. Him and Garrett Wilson, man, if they get like a C minus at quarterback, they're going to be, Marshall Falk and, you know, just in the best players that ever play uh, football. Um, So I do like this. Now, Jalen Waddle, again, you're buying low on him, but you're paying the freight here. I wish this trade didn't have the first round pick on the other side. Yeah. I I think that throws it back to Chase because, man, you can, (laughs) it's super flex, right? So you see super flex here. Yeah. You could use Chase in that first to get to like the Mahomes thing. And now all of a sudden you fixed quarterback for all of these assets right here. I would have rather seen the guy who who uh, has all these like nickels and dimes and a few silver dollars use those assets to get to a, an elite quarterback, not to a, a wide receiver. But it looks like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's that much of a gap between Chase and Waddle 
when we're going to look at annual production that yeah it's the first rounder threw it to the wrong side to me so i, I like all the pieces mm-hmm. i mean sorry sorry i like the jamar chase in the first round yeah. pick over the pieces because uh, of that liquidity of that pick yeah i don't have a whole lot to add here i i, I agree with what you're saying that the first round pick Throws this thing a little bit out of whack for me. Where if, if you know if you could just deduce this down to Waddle and Hall for Chase, I think you're you're talking about a fair. That's what they call a hockey trade. That is a fair win-win trade. Uh, and the, but then when you add Smith, Jaden Reed, and a fourth for a first, it feels like man that first really starts tipping in the scale big time in the in the favor of the Chase side. And then when I add the additional context that he's not looking to win now. Brees Hall is the trendsetter. He is the the uh, type of running back that I don't think you have to worry about year to year. I think you have a pretty good window. Because, I mean, look at even JT. JT was a RB1. Then he had an injury-played season. It took a little while, but you'd love to have Jonathan Taylor right now for sure. Uh, and like you said, Alan, you need running backs or you end up making a trade where you trade Tank Dell for a bunch of RB2s. <laughs> uh, but, Jason, let me ask you this. Yeah, You got Chase. You see this. Are you doing the trade? I with, think it, or with, with, let's say without the first. You yeah. just have Chase. Is this package enough? I think honestly, without the first, I think this. I think this is enough. Uh, I, I I really do. I agree with a lot of Allen's sentiment. If you want to move to running back, getting Brees Hall plus or Bijan Robinson plus is the exact type of move you need to make. And I mean, Jalen Waddle, despite being disappointed, have, hasn't even had a game under eight points yet this season. So I, I think better days are ahead for him for sure. I think Brees Hall, I, what he hasn't, he's only had one game under 20 points since getting a full workload load. I mean, it has just been absolutely ridiculous what he's been able to do. So those are some fantastic assets. But yeah, throwing in that first onto the side does definitely throw the throw the scales into his favor. Did you guys um, hear the Mike McDaniel quote saying that he was happy the buy came now because he wants to get Jalen Waddle right, like mm-hmm. coming out of coming yep. out of the buy. Look for a Jalen Waddle explosion game. You know, I think that that is coming. And let's say, like, does this deal even get done if Jalen Waddle puts up a, you know, nine for 120 and two touchdowns, right? That would be thinking a lot different. You know, Dynasty, we think that we're like these long-term thinkers as Dynasty players, but we really have such a redraft mindset, don't we? I mean, it's really about it's what have you done to shed you? it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. We forget about the the last few months of whether it be research or trends or everything. We can throw it out the window. I mean, look at the Tank Dell. Tank Dell went from the breakout rookie wide receiver. Everyone wanted him after those back-to-back 20-point weeks, and he had three or four weeks of meh, and then he blows up again, and we're back on it. It, just, it, it does. It, it fluctuates insanely. Uh, but for everyone listening, Player Profile Trade Finder. So go to playerprofile.com, subscribe to the All-In Package, $85 for the rest of the year. Use promo code Maddie or Jason. You can hey! I'm usually selfish in this endeavor, but I won't be. Who's more broke? Who needs the money more? Who needs the, you know? That's I, this guy's living a life of luxury. He has a parrot on his shoulder. Obviously, yeah. me. Well, there you go. This guy's living a pirate's life, and a pirate's life for Jay, is it, it's a nice life. You need Arr. to put the eye. You need to put the eye patch on for sure next time. <laughs> I love. <it. laughs> so use the promo code and then go over the trade finder. Uh, it's one of our great tools here, and we like to use it when we break down some of these trades. Just gives you a nice benchmark in terms of our lifetime trade value. In this trade, our trade finder, player profile. I mean, our trade analyzer, playerprofile.com, is in favor of team two by twenty yeah. lifetime points. Wow. Um, it's big time numbers, so the twenty points is pretty relative. It's a pretty narrow victory, but still narrow victory for the team getting Smith, Waddle, Hall, Reed, and the fourth. So, 
The analyzer doesn't agree with us, but you know what? It's okay. It's not going to agree with us on everything. Do, do you guys think Gino has benching risk like in the next few weeks? Did, no. If if Drew Locke was someone they wanted to test, I'd say yeah. He's Gino's been bad. Gino's been bad. I, th- I think there's benching risk. I'm not. I'm gonna just uh, you know anecdotally throwing it at 25. Like I think it's like if Gino has a three interception game, I think that the conversation starts. Mm-hmm. I I don't they think fall under 500. You know that, mm-hmm. that it's all on table. I, I will say this. I think that there is a concern in Gino's long-term value, especially on the Seahawks, in that at the end of this year, uh, his contract does have an out. He is signed for two more years, but there is an out at the end of this year. And so I think that's my concern, but I, I don't. I really don't think he'll be benched. Him and Pete Carroll get along really well, and he's playing fine enough. I mean, they're 5-3 and three right now, still within the playoff hunt. I, I think it would take a whole lot, because Drew Locke still hasn't really shown enough in his limited opportunities either. No, I, I agree there. It's I, don't, I just don't know if Drew Locke is the guy enough. But, hey, yeah. Drew Locke was brought in in the Russell Wilson trade. Maybe there is a universe where Pete Carroll says, you know what, we need to make sure that this guy isn't someone we can turn to in 2024 and beyond. So there's got possibility. Like Will, Drew Locke has, like, it's a, a poor man's Will Levis vibes to him. That big arm, big yeah. dude, throw down field. But, yeah, we've already seen that Drew Locke is, like, undisciplined, obviously terrible under pressure, uh, you know, a career backup. But you never know. I'm just saying, like, I, I just don't feel like that Gino ha- is, is has no benching risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yes, quarterbacks where you're just like, there's no chance they will ever get benched. He's not yeah. on that list. And like, he's not bulletproof. I, I, I roster Drew Locke in a lot of my in a lot of my dynasty league, superflex leagues. Like, mm-hmm. I have him there. You know, like Jacoby Brissett, it'd be another one, right? With Sam Howell. I don't want to get too off track here, but you know, it's like they're not a hundred percent these guys. Mm-hmm. That that's for sure. I, I think when you put it at twenty five percent, that's I think that's where our listeners should put it to. It's not likely, but it's got to be in your mind here when you're game planning for, especially if you're in a playoff run. Yep, Jared Goff, no chance of benching. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Like, but he's yet he'll be ranked similarly in dynasty rankings to Geno Smith. Like they won't be that right. far apart. Yeah, exactly. We got one more trade that we're gonna break down, but before we dive into that, let's hear about sleeper. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. And game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games. Find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week. Or you find a game going to get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week. And if you... Pick up to eight. That's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Priceline. 
Maddie Kiwoo, Jason Allwine, the trade gods here, joined by Alan Soslowski. We got one more trade that we're going to break down, and then we got some buys and sells. This is part of a 12-team PPR Superflex 2-point TEP, so big-time tight end premium, but there's no tight ends on the board. But just a fun fact, half point for first down, both rushing and receiving, and it's a start 11. Team A is requiring Amari Cooper, Jalen Warren, a 2024 second, and a 2025 first and to do so he's trading away alvin kamara and aj brown allen how you see this trade play now yeah i i think i'm gonna represent the consensus here where i, I you don't even need alvin kamara in this trade it's like aj brown for all that other stuff is not even enough alone nice. i mean right aj brown is a is a top five dynasty asset if we were gonna do a startup draft today like a single quarterback one so just uh Jefferson Chase, Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and then A.J. Brown? I mean, some combination of those five are the first five picks, guys? Mm-hmm. Maybe Bijan or Brees mixed in, but yeah, I mean, he's right there. I'm t- yeah, he's right Brees, there. maybe. I, I think at yeah. this point, like what we've seen with Arthur Smith, we can't yeah. try. I mean, but fine, sure. He's the next pick after that. Yeah, AJ yeah, Brown, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying is like, would you tra- think, of, okay, so we agree A.J. Brown's a top seven startup pick, right? Yeah. yeah. So would you trade Jalen Warren, a random 25 first rookie and Amari Cooper in a second for 107 in a startup draft. No, you wouldn't mm-hmm. even reply to the, uh, to the, to the, so then add Alvin Kamara on top of it. I don't know who's this is, but this, this one would cause like a ruckus in the league that I, if I was in it, unless that, uh, yeah, if 25, man, we don't even know who's in the 25 class yet. And that's Alan. the thing about, you know, sometimes at this point of the year, you'll see trades like this, but then you'll see a 24 first and you go, all right, I don't know the context of the league. Maybe this is a, a like a surefire top three pick. 2025, you have zero ability to predict. You could pretend like you know where this pick's going to land, but the truth is it's a random 2025 first. What, what if it was 101? What if you guaranteed it to be 101-25? I still wouldn't do this. No. In 25, no. Because, again, it, we do, it's a class and shit. 2024-101, it gets closer, but I still want the A.J. Brown, like you said, top 10 startup pick. Alvin Kamara is the Devontae Adams in this lineup when it comes to Derek Carr. I mean, he is the check down king. He's been a beast. Um, and Jalen Warren is great for this year. I don't know if he's great beyond. He's yeah. It's uh now Alvin Kamara, by the way, what hasn't even wasn't that great in the last game, right? I mean, like no Jamal that was the I mean, worst game of the season, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Easy. I mean, and and he's 27 going on 28 years old. I mean but this is like, that's like gravy. Like, I don't even care. Like, take Alvin Kamara out of this trade. I'm still saying this is a blowout trade to the A.J. Brown side. Yeah, correct. Yeah, the A.J. Brown factor changes everything because I don't think you, I don't think Team A acquired a A.J. Brown-esque asset. Is this your, is this another one of your shitty trades, Matty Kiwoom? What, what was this? <laughs> this is not my trade. Is this, yeah, trade. is it old? Oh. Is this maybe old? No, this is not an old trade. This, this one's happened bad. recently in one of my I, leagues. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. I'm angry you about know, it. I genuinely, I genuinely don't even think I would take this for Alvin Kamara, if I'm going to be honest with you. It's close. I would definitely take it for Alvin Kamara. Me I would too. absolutely take it for I, you're Alvin Kamara. You're a Cooper guy. You're a Cooper guy. I am a I Cooper know. guy. I mean, I, 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 let me let me go on my, my, my soapbox here. I don't know how everyone is an Amari Cooper guy. All no, this guy do, does he's is good. freaking produce. And all no, I do dude, is catch flack for loving Amari Cooper. No, actually, I was going to – I you know, I prepare notes for these shows. And <laughs> I was actually prepared to, you know, maybe take down Amari Cooper. And then I was like, oh, huh. You know, maybe, maybe he's good again. <laughs> Amari Cooper, here you go. Fill in the blank, guys. On the year, Amari Cooper is wide receiver what this year? Don't look, though. 
32 or something like that probably Jason. 29 no ah, okay you got i would have thought like top like 15 he's t- 19 why is he with 19 he's had two really good weeks in a row well, three, yeah. three really. Yeah, he's had play. well. This uh, week nine was twenty-five points, fifteen points, and then two weeks before that. So he went since his bye in week six, fifteen, four, fifteen, twenty-five. Yeah, right. he's he's been he's been pretty pretty solid. Uh, but yeah, th- it just again, uh, you uh, for me, if I'm trading on AJ Brown, uh, uh, see, I guess let me ask you this, Alan, if you're even a, a rebuilder, uh, you're still not wanting to trade AJ Brown. I don't believe in rebuilding. I, I don't think that anyone should ever do it, right? You should always be trying to win. I had a team that finished in last place last year, and I'm in first place this year just because a few extra things broke my way. Mike Evans all of a sudden is, you know, he's a top uh, receiver. He's wide receiver 11 on the year. I mean, he wasn't even startable last year. Um, so I, rebuilding, most people don't do it the right way. Um, and we can have a whole discussion on that. So when someone says I'm a rebuilder, I'm just going to be, I just call them a loser. You're a loser. <laughs> You're a never winner. Yeah. Now I think you said that on the game plan was, I don't call it a rebuild. It's a never win strategy. Right. It's a win. Never, you know, win never. <laughs> yeah. There's always a way. Now, listen, there's sometimes you look at your team and it just, it really is never has a chance, but you know, there, then you have to do it. But most teams that are in like eighth, ninth place that think like they're a rebuilder, uh, it just look at sort by point. Sometimes you're like the six most points. You could still make it in the playoffs. Keep mm-hmm. grinding, keep doing it. So, but for purposes of this conversation, I can't even tell which side's the rebuild side because they're all veterans in this besides Warren. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I would imagine that I would imagine the team wanting the picks was the team looking for the future, but I still no. Then what do you want? I don't know why you would want Jalen Warren or, no. or even, you know, covet Amari Cooper. I, I understand wanting Amari Cooper or taking him as your fourth piece in a mega deal type of deal, you know, type of thing. I don't know. What could you get, uh, Jason? What could you get for Amari Cooper in a trade? Just like a if somebody just needed like a wide receiver, like a wide receiver, can you get a first round pick from from? That I would. Pick? I think you could. I, you might be able to to talk him into a late first round pick, assuming it's a contender coming to you. You might be able to get their first round pick, but I would assume you're you're probably in second round range. Or, in my opinion, as I say every episode, I'm a tear down guy. I love quantity, so if you can find you know a cheap wide receiver with some upside that you want to take a shot on and get a second added to it, that is probably what you're really looking at. If I'm in the market of selling Amari Cooper right now, I am looking at. I, I think of round one is out of reach, so I'm looking at a Michael Wilson round two package. I think that yep. is something yep, that one. could get really spicy, or like a Marvin Mims round three Michael Wilson. Like take a little bit extra quantity back down on the on the the pick there. What do you think? What do you think, Jesse? Do you, you like that? Would you take Tank Dell one for one, Amari Cooper? Tank Dell, Amari. Well, I could say Tank this Del- with certainty. I am in a league in which I was trying to buy Amari Cooper. They wanted Tank Dell, and I said no. So the there you go. Is also true. I would rather have Tank Dell. Yeah. I like that. I love that. The kind of that. trades that you, if you want to acquire Amari Cooper and you're a contender, okay, here's like what I found works for in the best. Look for, and you want to quote rebuild, look for injured players, distressed assets that are young. And it could be, okay, Drake London, he's injured right now, right? Mm hmm. If you can go to the manager, the first place guy, he he's a uh, he's or the second place player that that has Drake London and he's just sitting there, or has Daniel Jones in a superflex league. Okay, you want Amari Cooper? Give me Daniel Jones. Give me Kirk Cousins. Right, those guys are going to come back. Their careers aren't over. You know, right. nobody wants them. 
you know how hard it is to acquire quarterbacks in a super flex league. Forget the first round pick stuff. Run into the burning building. We always talk about buy low on these shows. Oh, yeah. That's how you buy low. You run, yeah. you go after the players that nobody wants that will have value next year. Nick Chubb. I mean, we're going to get into all these type of yeah. guys, but those are the type of players. Forget first round pick, second round pick. If you want to trade for a veteran, that's how I found the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah we were. Uh, I, I just got to say this because it's it just came into my mind. It's a little ridiculous. I have Nick Chubb in the league. I tried to trade Nick Chubb for Taysom Hill. It was the cloud. Wow. By the wow. Taysom owner. Wow. By the Taysom owner, yes. Wow. He does have that weird QB tight end eligibility. And the reason why I want him is my team's contending, and I just lost Kirk Cousins, and I needed a I needed something at quarterback, anything. I needed something. Yeah. And I, I was striking out everywhere. So I turned to the darkest reaches of the fantasy universe for Taysom Hill. Couldn't get it done. It's Didn't fine. I, uh, go ahead. Jason. Bye, Desmond Ritter. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about that anymore. We're gonna move on. Alan, what did you have? I was gonna say because I was in a spot where I lost Daniel Jones, Matthew Stafford, and Kirk Cousins on the same Superflex team. So I was. Uh, I went even darker. I went to like a really wacky place. I uh, I bought Zach Wilson for a third round pick. I, I <laughs> when time, desperate times calls for desperate, desperate measures. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, Leonardo DiCaprio blowing a dude in the bathroom for crack on, uh, <laughs> on basketball diaries. Yeah, that's that's buying Zach Wilson for a third. You're going late nineties Leo on us. This is what you're saying. Yep. You're going late nineties Leo. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we move on to America's favorite trade? Yeah. Segment? Yeah, and you can take away the trade. It has nothing to do with this trade. I don't really care. I just had to have have a question for Alan. At the very beginning of this trade, he said that he would make a stink if this happened in his league. And I'm just curious what an Alan Seslowski pissed off at a trade that happened would look like. <laughs> Great like Alan, what, what are you sending to the league chat? <laughs> so the old me would have like really insulted the person and made them feel like it. But that's not smart business, right? So <laughs> you're you're basically my first my first complaint is like uh, you go to the commissioner and you say, man, are we really going to let this thing happen? And then when you realize the commissioner's not going to do anything about it, um, you, you you know, what I do. I wait for other people to pile on and then, <laughs> and then I kind of sprinkle in. them. Yeah, because I don't want to be I still need to get deals done with these people. Like, OK, let me give you an example. Right. There was a guy that. in our I love that. You're, you're right, though, because like I, I don't take the sledgehammer to him because then I'm the asshole and then I'm never going to get anything done with the guy. And, you know, I'm, that's why we have a, also a trade uh, match rule, not a trade veto in my Dynasty League, guys. So me and Maddie make a trade. It goes up on the board. The rest of the league has 24 hours to match or beat the trade. Either one of us can accept oh, it. We nice. can't change any pieces of the trade. That's and fun. then, Oh, that's you, sick. Yeah, we, it happens all the time. Patrick Mahomes uh, got uh, trade matched a couple of – so it basically ensures the star players get traded for fair value. And then so say me and Maddie had our trade. Jason, you came over the top and made me a better offer. Maddie still gets one more chance to beat that offer. You get final say. Oh, I love that. So, I love that call. Yeah, it's it's one of it's in a three hundred dollar dynasty league. It's it it ensures long term health of the league. For sure, I like that. Oh man, I do like that because I do have a problem in one of my leagues where trades like this will happen and go. Where the where the f was I? I could have beat yeah. this. A trade no one's match a, takes that out. It no one's allowed this. It says in our constitution. You will never be allowed to say, uh, I wish I knew about the trade because everybody right. knows it goes up for 24 hours, you know? Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. So love you come that. here for the trade breakdowns. What you really get is a way to alter your league for the better. Uh, that's trade one, trade two, and trade three. So now it is time for America's favorite segment. It's time to buy and sell. 
So today we are going to start with the buy team. We got three buy candidates for you. Uh, let's start with our guest, Alan Soslowski, mm-hmm. who, sir, are buying the Rams wide receiver Cup and Puka Nakua. Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup, I, I think, is the better player to focus on here because he has lost so much trade value in the dynasty market, right? Like, he's, it, it's like in Rocky Four when the Russian got cut, right? He, he was no longer Superman. You remember that in Rocky Four? Yes, when, when the Rocky Star's oh, blood, it was like, oh, Russian's cut, Russian's cut. It is time to run into the burning building, it's time to buy Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford's presumably going to come back. And right now, I think you can get him for a single first round pick if you're a contender. Right, like you can go in there with pick one ten through one twelve if you think you're a final four or five team, and say throw it down on the counter and say give me Cooper Cup. I mean, only a month ago when he was producing because he's been, you know, there's we've seen chinks in the armor with his health. Is that you got him for first and a second? Right. Right now is the time to run in there and buy Cooper Cup. He's an elite player, and when elite players are distressed assets, this is the time to buy. Now, could it go wrong? Could it be like? Once it's gone bad, it never goes back. Sure. Um, and then when I say buy low on on Puka Nakua, guys, you're still going to have to pay fair value. It's just that now, because he's had a couple down weeks, he's buy a bull. Right, but, right, right. But you're not getting a discount. On Cooper Cup, you're actually going to get a discount. His fantasy manager wants out. And if, he, if you're dealing with someone that's also in the top four or five, I mean, this is where you flip Drake London for him. I used his name a couple times because he's down, right, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where... I wouldn't be surprised if you can flip Tank Dell for him at this point, coming off the big week. Yeah, these guys are crossing yeah. paths on the dynasty value chart. This is the the arbitrage moment to to nail for to nail Cooper Cup. And Jason, you were singing the praise of buying Cooper Cup. Uh, I don't know if it was the last episode or the last uh, trade uh, like uh, yeah. uh, video that we did, but I know you were saying buy Cooper Cup. So this is your opportunity to like. Like Alan said, get a superstar on a bit of a discount. Or if you love Nakua and you've been kicking yourself in the ass all year because you didn't pull the trigger uh, in your rookie drafts, your startup drafts, what have you, there's an opportunity here to buy. Uh, Jason's buy is another superstar whose value is a little bit low, and that's Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and this is, I would say, the only time you're going to be able to buy this guy. I know in Dynasty, as mentioned earlier in this episode, the running back shelf life is low. And people don't like to have players at the age of 27 like Saquon Barkley. But, but especially if you're a contender, I think Saquon Barkley is the perfect, and I mean perfect, by player right now. So far, he's only had one game over 20 points, so we haven't even seen the ceiling yet. And he hasn't eclipsed three receptions since week six. And we're, we're now heading into week 10. And despite that, he's only... And I mean only had 18.8, 15.8, and 14.3 points in the last three weeks with only having three receptions. That's a pretty good output. And with those, he's only had one touchdown over the last three weeks, meaning, yes, Saquon Barkley has had over 100 yards the last three weeks, and it is so, so quiet. Two weeks ago, he had 39 touches, 39 touches in a single game, 26 last week. I think that going forward, Saquon Barkley is going to be fed in the absence of Daniel Jones. I'm talking 30 touches a game at least, and hopefully the touchdowns come. But even if they don't, you're talking about a really, really good floor and a really, really good athlete. So go spend up for Saquon Barkley. 
Al, let me ask you this. Does anybody of you get a little nervous knowing that Tommy DeVito is going to be manning the ship for the next at least three games? Well, my clown, will I abuse you? That Tommy DeVito from Goodfellas? <laughs> that was his character's name, right? The Joe Pesci character? Was Tommy I think DeVito. it was. Yeah, it was, to- it was yeah. Tommy. I can't remember if it was DeVito. Yeah, it was Tommy DeVito. If you Google there it, it is. that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Am I clown? Say- yeah, Sa- Saquon Barkley is by for a contender only. We don't know where he's going to be playing next year. Uh, no problem with it for all the reasons Jason said. But, yeah, I mean, there's – it's this is like the 35 touch. It could be like 65 yards though. Right. I mean, what, what is the, um, the giant, who are the giants playing week 10 here? They got, um, who is it? Uh, I, I knew the, they have a playing a, a a good team. Really? uh, Nobody, nobody. I can't think of it. Yeah. Look it up. I'm trying to think. Talking about 200 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. (laughs) Are they playing? Cowboys. Cowboys. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, if you're going to do this, I would wait one more. I would like next week when he gets totally smothered for 35 yards by the, you think Dallas is not just going to be like, okay, let's put four guys shadowing Saquon and then let Tommy, uh, my clown and my amuse you DeVito, uh, throw the football. So I like Jason's thought process here, but just one more week, you might be able to get him for a single first. I love it. I love it here. And we, we as, as fantasy football or just football fans were deprived of the uh, Tommy DeVito versus Ben DiNucci matchup. That could have been uh, if it was, if these two years had aligned, where you get hmm. Ben DiNucci and Tommy DeVito. By the way, great, great, great work guys on the uh, graphics, all this stuff. You guys are like, this is like a well-produced show. We try. We've been working at this. We've been at this for over a year now. Yeah. Now you guys got it down. I have to say like standing ovation on like the, the whole production. Oh, I love it. Well, uh, thank you for the compliment. We had to roll the red carpet, obviously, for a guest like, of your stature. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Uh, my buy is, let's keep it in New York. It's Garrett Wilson. Uh, Garrett Wilson is someone that I was wrong on uh, at the beginning of the year because I didn't know whether he was going to be the unequivocal you know, wide receiver one for Aaron Rodgers. Then when Aaron Rodgers got hurt after four snaps, I didn't know where it was going to go. But here we are, and the volume, believe it or not, is what's keeping Garrett Wilson in the top 20. Um, he's had 12 plus targets in four of his last five games. And the last time he saw less than seven targets was week one, a game that obviously had a crazy amount of terminal. But in that game, he made an insane one handed game winning or game tying touchdown uh, reception. And when I look at playprofile.com and I want to look at underneath the hood, uh, he's amongst the top in the league in all, all the categories that I like from um, your alpha wide receiver types the air yard share. Red zone targets, target share, all of that is at the top of the league. Um, the kid is an absolute baller. And guys, I don't, I'm starting to believe it. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. He's going to be back. I don't know if he'll be in the playoffs for our fantasy or what. I, I, I've heard Christmas Eve is this mystical day that they're saying. When the Jets make back. the Super Bowl, he'll be back. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. But hey, Maddie, though, Matt, you know what I like about this, though, a lot is like, look what he's doing with the league's pretty much one of the league's worst quarterbacks, right? Right. right? Like, like if you're as I'm a jet fan, I would rather have Tyson Bajan right behind there <laughs> running. The, I, seriously. Would you have Carson Wentz? Yes. Like, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's, would you have Maddie Kiwoom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, would have, Kelly, I can sling it. I can sling it. I just, Oh yeah, I you gotta, can. I'd rather have that is not that big. I, I can only last for a little bit. You got a big arm. You got a big arm. He's, he's the yeah. Will Levis of good uh, arm. Just not a lot of stamina. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of stamina. Yeah, but for imagine if we get like a, 
a C plus quarterback, guys. Like Garrett oh, Wilson God. is doing this. He's he's buoying his own uh, fantasy value. Man, he really was going to be worth that first round pick. And I, I'm just saying, like, if he had Jacoby Brissett, I mean, you're you're naming like the real turds of before, course. but yeah, if he if he had Andy Dalton, Mac I mean, was, Jones, yeah, okay, fine, just anyone that. You know who the Jets I thought should have traded for it? This name was Davis Mills. I thought that would have been a reasonable oh, guy to trade for at the like trade that. deadline. Like yeah, that. but why not? They weren't. They, they have no use for him. He's never going to play another game again outside mm-hmm. of injury for C.J. Stroud, right? But for too sure. late now. Too late now. I, and when it comes to Garrett Wilson, he's wide receiver 22 overall. That just feels gettable, feels convincible to your oh, league yeah. mate to, to, to consider him or to consider selling Garrett Wilson. Uh, matter of fact, after the show's over, I'm going to throw out some, some, I'm going to throw out some machine gun offers in a few of my home leagues to try to get some music. Give me, Wilson. Give me an I example. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Or right. I, I just want to, Maddie, tell us an example of what you would send off first. And then I have one more side before we move to the cells. Well, what I'm going to send off is going to not be anything near what you probably would want to <laughs> accept, but I'm going to be sending off some uh, Deontay Johnson picks. And I have to check to see who's in my bench, uh, but they're not going to be great offers. But I'm going to I'm going to test the waters of the lowness. And before Jason adds his comment, like, would you trade Jalen Waddle in a first for him? No, I would do Jalen Waddle a second though. Okay, but so you don't love him to the point where he's in that elite tier. You just think that he's his value is probably discounted right now. I, you- little, yeah, kind of somewhere in the middle. I don't okay. know if he's in that elite tier, but he's definitely in that that range where I'm willing to buy into him. I wasn't willing to buy into him, uh, wrongfully so, going into the year, uh, and I'm trying to hopefully get a little bit of discount. But yeah, again, I'm not going. I'm not paying the price as if he's RB seven on the year. Got it, Jason. Uh, yeah, my aside here is just really to Maddie. Maddie, could you imagine if we were told in say June, July? that our week 10 buy candidates would be Cooper Cup, Saquon Barkley, and Garrett Wilson because they've had such a rough season to this point. I mean, yeah, the amount so cool, of change in value from this summer to now, is, is it's remarkable, and that's why we love this game. And that's why you've got to make your trades in offseason and also work the weeks and just all of this stuff because these this is a star-studded by little graphic that we're looking at right now it, it's a special one <laughs> it is it, it definitely it, it, it's a good it's a great point uh but let's look on the other side of this coin here the cells here going into week 10 uh alan start us off here with your cell george pickens yeah i mean george pickens in this off i mean i like george pickens but so how i took this guys is that i want a player that could actually get back fair value who I think is not going to ever hit the value in which he's traded. Right. George Pickens. He makes all these classic splashy plays. We, you know, we like the player, but like you could probably get a single first round pick for him right now. Like, I think that's the high end of what you could get in return for him. And like, if someone offered me uh, like a a contender offered me Keenan Allen or Mike Evans or, you know, one of those type of guys that's at the top of the rankings, but like Devante Adams, if someone offered me Devante Adams straight up for George Pickens, here you go. Let's make that trade. Right. Whereas George Pickens is probably going to end up in the off season market as what wide receiver 22, 18, 27. I mean, that I think think you're closer to the 27 to 30 range. Yeah. Right. I meant like from the guy who values him. Right. Yo, yeah. You, even so, yeah. You'll be able to get wide receiver eighteen value 
yeah. in Dynasty. From that person, for sure. But right, you're never going to, you're unlikely to recoup that in actual production. So that's why he's a sell because right now he's still, it, those flash plays, or, or that, that buoyed Odell Beckham's value for so long, right? Those splash plays. So. <laughs> Up until like two years ago. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like I don't like him. It's just that it's uh, he's a player that's going to trade for more than he's actually worth. And it's usually we don't see that in with a player this young. I've lost a little luster for George Pickens after you started crying. I'm sick of these players crying like they've done something in the league when they just haven't yet. To say, like, free me, it's like, well, just you're the one that couldn't keep your feet in bounds when that wasn't even a Tony Toe touch. That should have been a, a layup for yeah. everyone in the league, and he couldn't do it, and he's, he's crying about it. So I, I don't like that. That's do you, an aside from fans. Do you remember the though. DJ named Tony Touch? Is that why you said that? There was a, no. a DJ, Tony Touch, a hip-hop DJ from the 90s. I didn't know that. No, but I yeah. know that's what Antonio Brown used to call him, Tony Toe Touch. Oh, okay. That's what he used to right. call himself, Antonio Brown. So that's, that's what we got. Right. So, Jason, you are also you're selling a veteran running back. You're yeah, selling but, Raheem. But I am also like the president of the George Pickens fan club. You do love yourself, but do you GP. agree that he's a sell though? You can like him and still agree he's a sell. No, no, and I agree as I am trying to sell George Pickens in our trade gods league. However, I still want a dollar for my dollar if I'm trading George Pickens. Um, I, I'm not like selling low. I want that fair value, like you said, and getting like a, a contending wide receiver uh, or something like you, you still need to get a lot. I think that he has done enough to show that he's accurately valued. And so those types of players are always hard to trade. But if you can get a good return, if, I'm with you. If I'm someone you. offered you Zay Flowers, would you take him for George Pickens? Actually, no. Actually, no. I think I would ride with George Pickens. I would right. ride with George Pickens. What did you, not- you just say? I, I'm telling you, well, but I'm not a Zay Flowers guy either, so that was that's a tough one. Jordan yeah, Addison, like Jordan Addison, I that is making me scratch my forehead. What? And I, I, you know, do you I know what? Uh, you know what? Jason, I would still take George Pickens. You know what Jason's method is, uh, Maddie, for making these trades. He asked that fucking bird what he should do. <laughs> He's taking the hey, hey, last year, Alan, believe it or not, last year we had Pitt predict all the Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and playoff games for Instagram, and he actually got about a fifty percent. Uh, accuracy ratings. <laughs> he, he lost money. You need to go 53 points. No, I was kidding. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Pip, come on, he lost man. the big. He lost the big. So, all right, go ahead. Raheem Moser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is um, a tough one in that it doesn't really fit in what Alan was talking about and that you're not going to be able to get a great return for Mostert because everyone kind of sees what's coming for him. However, if there's still a contender out there that's looking for a running back like Raheem Mostert, I think that you should be able to do it. I think, Maddie, you pointed to yourself. You'd give a second for Mostert. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Even with A-Chain coming back and all that? Even with a, if In that league in which I just made that trade to get those ancillary RB2s, I would still throw out a second for Mostert. And that's yeah. I think that's, like, fair. Like, I, it's, it's tough to do it. I'm a Mostert guy. I roster him in the leagues where I needed to roster a guy like Mostert. And even with the games with A-Chain, in weeks three, four, and five, he had 45.2 points. Granted, that was the Denver game, so we can pretty much throw that out of the table. 5.5 and 15.8. And the only game where he had over 50% snap share with A-Chan was week five when he got hurt. And he actually, surprisingly, hasn't crossed 100 yards in three weeks. And only this season has 300-plus yard games. All of his production almost is coming from touchdowns. Already has 13 and only nine games. 
Of course, that's number one in the league. This is about as sell high as you can get for a veteran. I think if you can get a second and you're not right there in the competing window, you definitely should. If you are competing and you could, you know, leverage him to get at, you know, maybe, maybe you can use Saquon Barkley or, or use Raheem Boaster to get yourself at the Saquon Barkley adding a pick or something. Uh, I, I think that there's something that you can do with him uh, where, where you'd be, where honestly both teams would be happy. I think you can make a nice win-win trade with this guy. If, you, if you're in, like, say you're in the, one of the, the non-playoff teams, guys, what, what could you, you need to get rid of Moser. You cannot hold them on your roster if you're if you're not going to make the playoffs. What, what I mean, let's say you can't get a second. Would you trade, would you take Brian Robinson for him? Yeah. I'd rather yeah. take Antonio Gibson. I think that you probably could still make that Fine. happen. Okay, so you would go there, like RB30-ish, because, okay, yes. here's, the, here's the guys that are RB25 down, Okay. Alexander Madison, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, Tyler Algier, Chuba. I'm and I'm not naming the guys that are obviously just there. Tajay Spears. You take Tajay Spears for him all day, right? Yeah, I probably would do that. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, as the guy selling Mostert, I might. Do we hold on to Mostert? Well, well, I guess in this scenario you are losing. So yes, I guess you This is a non-playoff team. Yeah, I I still don't know. I think that name that you named would be Najee Harris or maybe Chuba. I mean, I'd the, take Najee Harris to the bank, obviously. I'd right, because those yeah. are the deals that can get done, right? Like a contender yeah. will pay the two for Maybe, you know, they'll, they'll haggle over there. But th- we're talking about the scenario, the the hard one. You're like, you're holding on to this asset that's basically dead next year, right? You need yeah. to take whatever you can get. Here are some of the, the running backs that are in that range that are younger. A.J. Dillon, would you take A.J. Dillon for him? No. I, I would. I would take A.J. That's Dillon. what I'm saying. In this scenario we're in, you're just going to keep Mostert? The trade deadline's in an hour. I would. All right, all right. I'm checking his contract right now. He's one more year. So yes. But what I try to remember, like we talked about this earlier in the show, these 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 redraft mindsets. Remember how none of us wanted Mostert going into draft season, and then we just stumbled into needing him, and that's going to happen again. So even if there's a chance he's a an asset in 24, you could get him for free in July. So. I'm selling now and I'm okay. taking all the names that you mentioned. Right. Uh, all, you know, we could keep going and I probably would say yeah to a lot of them. I might surprise a few. Honestly. Jalen Warren. That's the last one. I won't hold this up here. Like if someone said, Hey man, give me most I'll give you Jalen Warren. Maybe he turns into something and you're just sitting there at the trade deadline. You would hold him into the off season, Jason, right? I would. Maddie? I would take, I would take Jalen Warren and I'm not even a believer. We talked about it when he popped up in the trade. Uh, I don't know if he'll be there in 24, but I'm still taking Jalen Warren. Because of the age, and at the end of the day, like he's been productive. But I think Allen, Allen, I think I would go even lower. To be completely honest, I think I think I would try to get out of that range, and I would almost target like a Tank Bigsby, Um, Roshan Johnson, Tank Bigsby, Roshan Johnson, like uh, somebody with true upside is what I would be wanting for Randy Mother. That's a good. good Jalen Warren's ceiling is capped. Like I, I know he's good and efficient and doing a little bit better than Najee is, but still with that offense right now, like that, that's just not enough for me. I'd rather almost take the complete question mark and go and go a few ranks down. But you guys see, this is, this is why dynasty is great, right? This is why we love this thing. Yeah. Uh, You, you, you put a couple dots. I want in. I took a couple dots there. And the funny thing is I think I would pack man my way all the way to your side too. I would just take all the running backs from where you said to where I said for, for most of it. Um, my cell here is a teardown cell. It's George Kittle. 
Okay. Um, right now, Keep Trade Cut has him at tight end seven. PlayerProfile.com has him as tight end seven of our dynasty ranks. But when you use the 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 warp tool over at South Harmon FF, shout out to my boys over at South Harmon, the forty chess guys, Adam and Mike. Allen's actually going to be rocking with them on their Wednesday night AMA. So head on over to that right after the conclusion of this show. Uh, but uh, using their tool. George Kittle's warp, so his wins uh, over uh, replacement player, is ranked 12th amongst tight ends. That's sandwiched in between Jake Ferguson and Dallas Goddard. So that's a five-place difference in between the market value and the value he's producing for your team. So if I have George Kittle coming out of the bye, uh, I am looking to move him uh, for a Jake Ferguson plus, for uh, potentially Evan Ingram plus Cole Komet, Dalton Schultz, plus any one of those guys. And if you can't dread George Kittle for a Dalton Kincaid or Sam Laporta, which is probably a far cry at this point in time, but in your more casual dynasty leagues, perhaps that could be on the table. I'm running to the bank with it. I think that George yeah. Kittle is in this prime time move to tear down at a t- position that is a crapshoot. It's pretty linear, linear when he talks about production after you get out of the top two or three. This is your chance to trade a guy coming off a of buy. Basically, look like you're downside. You're going to have a lower projected tight end score in Sleeper, ESPN, Yahoo, wherever, every week. But you could also get another starter. You could get a pick to go with it. You could bolster up your assets and trade away a guy that, let's call a spade a spade, is a headache half of the time, pretty much, when it comes to his yeah. game. So I'm looking to tear down on George Kittle. What do you? I, I want to ask you guys this, though. Your thoughts on George Kittle specifically and your thoughts on the tight end position trading with it as a whole. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. Uh- my philosophy with tight ends, and I think you've hit the nail on the head with George Kittle. I think this is an excellent one. I think once you get out of tier one, tier one and a half, is when you need to take those massive leaps of faith. You need to trade George Kittle for Jelani Woods plus. You need to go get you and your Kittle. Jelani Woods love. He has been surpassed by all the tight ends on that roster. (laughs) And you still love Jelani Woods. Because all those tight ends are producing despite being terrible at football, Matty (laughs) Kiwoon. Can you like pivot to Kate Otten or something here? Can we get off? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to trade for George Kittle for Kate Otten plus. Get Michael Mayer plus. Get uh, Jawan Johnson plus. Hayden Hurst Johnny Smith. Still in contending. I I think you could do better than that, guys. I I, think George Kittle, he still carries the name equity, the name brand stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what, well, and with that, it's got to be you know basically three plus signs, right? If you're going that far down, but it's like yeah, your thoughts are tear position. down the most that you can at tight end to maximize yeah. those second and third pieces. Definitely, yeah, because yeah, it's just it's a crapshoot anyway. You might as well just go for the guy that you think has a high ceiling, and that's just coming to an answer within yourself. For me, for some reason, it's Jelani Woods. For others, <laughs> it's Kate guys on IR, man. Yeah, and he'll, you know, for some reason be back at some point. <laughs> He's Donald Parham, basically, that guy, you know? Um, no, I, I think that's a good – it's a sharp play. Like, this time next year, we could be talking about Jelani as a top 12. I mean, it's – you know, right. he's he's in that bucket. I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, George Kittle, though, like, it's funny that you use the word headache with him, right? I guess it all has to do with what your expectations are. For me, when I draft George Kittle, the rare – in the few leagues I have him, I just put him in there. I barely even look at his score, right? Like I yeah. know it's like three or six or eight or four. And then I'm going to get four weeks of, you know, the, the league winning a week winning upside there. Yeah. So I, it's, it's not a headache in a sense where I never have to make a start sit decision. It's just, I'm going to no. take the down weeks and the up weeks. So, but if you want to get off him, I mean, you, the assumption is you want to go younger 
would you take like Jake Ferguson in a third for him? I would not. No, no, no. That's too. That the secondary piece isn't enough. A second. But I would Jake take, Ferguson a second. Jake Ferguson second is getting warmer, but I would probably look to do more. So like a Jake Ferguson in the equivalent in a player. So let's say I can get Michael Wilson. Use him. We used him all day. Yeah, right. right exactly. Like a Michael. Yeah, like a Michael Wilson and Jake Ferguson or Dalton Schultz and you know call it even maybe like a Jerry Judy at this point right. could potentially be the receiver that you get back what, back in return. What about Evan Ingram? Just one for one. No, because that's I wouldn't do it. They're okay. they're pretty much the same in terms of production. I would need to gain something from it because at the end of the day, you might be in the championship and you want that forty point George Kittle game. You know that's you still get, on the table. Can you go the other way? Like, can you go add something to George Kittle and go up to Sam Laporta to go up to Mark Andrews? I would definitely that seems, do that. Yeah, because yeah. that seems like you know if you yeah. could find someone that thinks like, oh, it's George Kittle, like he's the top five dynasty tight end. Yep. I, you know, you're, you're going to get more going up than I think that you are going down is my, something that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's a good idea too. You, it, it's always, an, we talked about the, the never win strategy. It's that that's coupled with our ability, our desire to always try to win and buying is always what I'm trying to do. Even when I'm losing in leagues, I just always want to buy. I want to, I have that Dave Dabrowski. If you follow baseball, you know what I'm talking about. Go getter. Pedal to the metal type of mentality in dynasty. So yeah. I would absolutely uh, love to add to get George, you know, add to George Kittle to get me Laporta or mm-hmm. or Dalton Kincaid. And Alan, we loved having you here today. You are someone we would package everything up for to get you back because we love hanging out with you, Alan. We love talking dynasty, talking trades, talking anything under the sun with you, my friend. I will say one thing: when we went to commercial break and you came back with a shirt on. Slightly disappointed. Thought you might be, even though it's a great shirt. I thought maybe you might want to go Burt Kreischer, go machine on us oh, again. Oh, right now we that no. we saved that for your for the other show. <laughs> I only go nude on that one show. I love it. So yeah. if you want to go ahead and you know tell tell our listeners where they can find you, I'm sure they're always following you already. But feel free, you know, all the shows you can plug Sonic Truth, everything else. Yeah, sure. So this is a dynasty show, so I will give you a little dynasty plug right here. Um, we're going to be on live during the Thanksgiving game. So for some reason <laughs> on Sirius XM, if you can't make it to watch the games, flip on Sirius XM, and we're going to be doing a dynasty show. I am going to have uh, awesome. Scott Connor on. You guys all know Scott. Yep. And we're going to be talking dynasty strategy. It's going to air at 3 o'clock at 5 o'clock and again at 9 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. So if you happen to be in the car going between places, flip us on Channel 87. We'll be talking. It's called the Dynasty Hour. It's a show we do periodically on Sirius XM Channel 87. That's what I'm pushing today. We'll be talking all Dynasty Thanksgiving Day, Channel 87, Sirius XM. Love it. Jason? Yeah, you can find me here on the same channel you're watching this show at 10 a.m. Eastern for The Wake and Take. You can also tune into that on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as I simultaneously stream there. And then, of course, please follow us on all of the social media platforms that you can. Uh, I'm managing those right now. So if you could please give us a follow, that would look better on me, and I would appreciate it. Follow us everywhere. Make sure you are subscribed to the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Like this video. Leave a comment. Leave, uh, you know, leave trades that you've made, trades you're looking to do, whatever. Leave it in the comments. We'll get back to you on that. Follow me on the old X app at Matty Kiwoom. This is the show. He's Jason Allwine. I'm Matty Kiwoom. We were joined by the great and powerful Alan Sislowski. Not Aaron, you idiots. It's Alan. See you next, or see you in two weeks. Peace.